0: Hello, and welcome to the Alchemist Inkwell.
1: This is your spiritual podcast for grounded people. I'm Emily. And I'm Crystal Lynn. We are here. I was going to say, that is the most standard way we've ever done. I think probably, I was like,
0: what do we even do now? Yeah. We introduced ourselves like normal people.
1: Yeah. Normally, like we interrupt ourselves. We have some kind of thing we're in the middle of. Um, But this time, I think we need the sense of stability
0: yeah yeah there's a lot going on um and we know that and we Mm -hmm. see that um and there's more going to go on this week with the (laughs) eclipse um because that is coming in and it's halloween with this episode as well and we're kind of rounding out the month and entering into scorpio season so um yeah it's It's a lot. It's a lot going on energetically. It's a lot going on physically. Um, And I think we're all just kind of walking that balance. I will say finally, the eclipse hangover from the solar eclipse wore off like last Friday. It took a long time for me to feel like I've like peeked my head out of the hole and like seen air again.
1: (laughs) Air, that thing. That thing you breathe. Yep. And that was, so last Friday was an interesting time. Cause we did have the Mercury Kazemi. We are halfway between retrogrades now. Um, yeah. but it was also square Pluto. So there's mm-hmm. still a lot of, I want to say like, in the truest sense, there's a lot of drama that we're going through. Like we are feeling drama as in the comedy and the tragedy and the tearing between the two and the, you know, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to feel? with what i'm presented with right now and am i supposed to act is it my turn to act if it is how do i act what do i do you know where's my position in all this um this kind of pull in two directions but still being stuck in the middle energy it's like drama in the
0: shakespearean sense it's not drama in like spill the tea it's drama in the shakespearean sense and a lot of like a lot of identity stuff is coming out with that too, because that is truly like our personal drama is very identity based. Mm-hmm. It's very much us figuring out who our shadow side is, who we are. Oh, on that note, by the way, I wanted to talk about this just really briefly because I got so excited about it. My go-to coping with life game is Dreamlight Valley Valley um, by mm-hmm. Disney. It's on the switch. Um, I highly recommend it. It's amazing. It's so much fun. But it's made for adults. And I want to be like really clear about that is it's genuinely a game that's made for adults. But you're interacting in this Disneyland and it's kind of like Animal Crossing, but make it Disney. Mm -hmm. Um, But you unlock new characters all the time. And every time they do an update, they release new characters. But the whole premise of the game is that that was your village when you were a kid. And then you forgot what it was like to be a kid. And you're returning now to heal your inner child. They use that phrase specifically in the game and they they just unlocked this most recent quest um and i don't want to spoil a ton of it because i think it's really impactful but you literally meet your shadow self Mm. in this quest and it's it's called that and it's called your inner child and you get to like live out scenes from the viewpoint of the inner teenager that was making this separation happen between your inner child and your modern day person um, And I was just like, again, holy hell, Disney, like good job. Like starting with Frozen 2, they've just progressively done more in-depth healing, energetic based stuff, mm-hmm. but this is on an entirely different level. So if you're needing to do any sort of shadow healing or like inner child healing work, and you don't necessarily want to do it in a very, very heavy way, it's heavy work. We mm-hmm. all know it's heavy work, but if you don't want to do it just by yourself or in a heavy way or in some of the traditional ways, I highly recommend doing it via this game Mm -hmm. um and it's not a like like you buy the game i don't even know if you buy the game you do you buy the game but then it's not like a ton of pay-to-play sort of situation stuff either if that makes sense yeah um like there's some stuff you can buy it if you like want to upgrade something or whatever but for the most part it's just like even though it's cumulative and it keeps growing and growing and growing it's not pay-to-play so um i just wanted to touch on that because that i like unlock that quest this weekend it was just like sitting in the chair it even gave you like a trigger warning like hey we're about to deal with some shit (laughs) are you ready (laughs) um and i was like yeah i'm ready let's do it and then i'm like crying (laughs) but um um, amazing
1: yeah i mean few Mm -hmm. people know as, as as we do um or or i guess you know it's a secret constantly unfolding for people that storytelling really Mm -hmm. is a great access point for doing inner healing. You know, it's in psychology, it's in archetypal stuff. You know, in my book club on Patreon, we're working a lot with archetypes in astrology and archetypes in society and transpersonal experience. A lot of what relates to, you know, eclipses and Pluto being a transpersonal planet, Um, but also just in reading a story or experiencing Mm -hmm. a story via game. And that's kind of what you and I have always been passionate about with the forgotten yeah. storytellers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that is just, it was perfectly on theme too, for like yeah. the start of Scorpio season. I was like, mm-hmm. okay,
1: okay, yeah, this is work. what we're doing. Yeah. They probably also um, moved to the lunar eclipse. So they're like, listen, as yeah. we're getting into the shadow, shadow, let's. Uh, it let's was actually their
0: like Halloween. It's like their Halloween event, mm-hmm. which it's all like, it is a storyline. Like the storyline grows um but it was their halloween basically i was like i just thought i was unlocking the fairy godmother but holy shit (laughs) (laughs) not what we're doing oh i love it yeah yeah that's really um yeah i highly recommend it and you can it's fun too because there's so many different creative things you can do like you can design your own clothes or whatever or you can like totally do your whole house like you do an animal crossing but you can craft tons more furniture and also when you craft something you can then design it like freely and it's just it's really cool and really fun and you get to like you know mend ariel ariel and ursula's relationship and like and just do like cute little things like that yeah. it's adorable so anyway that was my coping with this weekend's mercury kazimi square pluto and
1: yeah underneath <laughs> so, yeah, like, once we get settled into we're moving next week So Mm -hmm. that's why the bookshelves are a little bit more sparse than they would normally look like. Um, But after that, I'm going to need to get lost in a game. I know I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm just about done preparing my talk for astromagia. And that's been a big thing for me. I'm doing a lot of studying on it. Thank you. Um, But after that, like, I need a break. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I can't wait to crash into a video game and just get lost there for like three days.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't blame you. I've been <laughs> feeling the need to do that too. And I took like two hours yesterday just to play and I was like, oh, where well, are I? Yeah. That's right. I like this. This is nice. Um, yeah, but yeah, especially after moving, you'll just need to take a minute to to burn out. Mm-hmm. So on that note though, talking about talks, talking about talks, that's a great segue. Um <laughs> Chris and I and Rebecca have an amazing announcement, which you may or may not already have seen, depending upon when you um, hit this podcast. Um, but we are hosting a metaphysical, spiritual, magical conference um, this coming January.
1: <laughs> and that's not the name, but it would have made a really good name. Say it by right? the past. Uh Yeah. So it's um, actually called the Sacred Spaces Gathering, which is going to be <laughs> amazing. We are going to discuss magic, astrology, paranormal investigation, connecting with spirits, connecting with your guides in an ethical, responsible and just like being a good human being type way. Yeah. Healthy. And I'm right. so excited to be filling this hole in the, you know, in the community.
0: Oh my gosh, me too. So the three of us have been working on this since what, March? At least. <laughs> yeah. Um like so we've been working on it a long time getting it going, getting it launched. Actually tickets go live October 31st um on halloween yes we know um <laughs> if you want to check out all the detailed information you can go to sacredspacesgathering.com i'm sure we we'll, we can link it below the youtube video um or go to any of our link trees and you'll find it there but it's really really exciting it is a little bit smaller i mean it's not going to be like a 10,000 person gathering by any means we're talking like 200 people but that's okay um and we're doing a lot of really fun stuff so we do have like vip tickets which have some extra vip events such as like a ghost scavenger hunt and a speed reading event where it's like speed dating but speed reading With um which is
1: readers of different practices like tarot and hand reading and you guessed it like all of Yeah
0: them. I think we have someone that's doing like uh, runes runes we have like a personality typing reading person yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All sorts of different stuff. We have so many different types of readers. Um. And it's going to be a really cool kind of event there. But for like the bulk of the conference, it's actually broken up into kind of keynotes. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'll have a keynote. Chris will have a keynote. Rebecca will have a keynote. We also have, um, Catherine, who was going to do ethical paranormal investigation. Um. We're also going to have a panel with all of us on it with some Q and A stuff. And then we have some workshop stuff too, as well as a vendor fair. So if you're interested in attending, obviously we would love you to attend. Also, if you are interested in vending, we do actually have some vending spots open. Mm. That is also located on the website. So if you vend something that is spiritual, magical, we're not looking for like readers to vend their services. We're more looking for like actual products to include in a vendor fair situation. Um, so if you are a person that does that, please, you could, there's a little, um, vendor application link on the website that you can go ahead and click and that will connect you to a form and you can fill that out. And we would, we're looking for just a couple more vendors as well to kind of expand the vendor fair. Um, but yeah, it's happening the last weekend in January, 2024 in Richmond. So yep. Krista's home turf. <laughs> yeah.
1: My current mm-hmm. stomping grounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm really excited. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun.
1: Yeah, if the energy for it feels amazing, the location is going to be amazing. The people we're working with are phenomenal, um, and the value it's going to be, you know, providing is really necessary and comforting.
0: Right. Oh, and we're going to do a group sound healing.
1: Yeah, that's going to be. The closing ceremony is a sound healing um, by someone who is a brother to me uh, that I. I've worked and with literally
0: the, the best sound healer I've ever worked with. Like he's yeah. incredible as far as his sound healing. Like I phenomenal.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna be so good. Yeah. And I think um, we're gonna have info on all of the people who will be involved uh, will at least be listed in some way on the website, so you'll be able to check it out and get a feel for it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The website is evolving um, as mm-hmm. we go because we're there's a couple. I think there's two speakers we're still fully locking in, which is where you'll see the announcements on the website as they come up. Um, And then some of the readers we're locking into. So we'll also have a page for just like the readers on all of that and then updating the vendors as we go as well. But we're doing this thing and Mm -hmm. it's going to be awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But if you guys have any questions, feel free to um, comment on the YouTube and we'll happily answer them there. Or you can – email info at sacred spaces Mm gathering.com and we will happily answer questions there as well um yeah it's really exciting and we are we've been working on it for so long and um, I can't believe it's happening now so tickets go live um October 31st and all the details are on the website Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's big announcement number one Number two is we do still have some space in the Forgotten Storytellers. Mm-hmm. Um, it is filling up, but we do have some space. So we just want to keep talking about that. If you have a story, just like we were talking about just then with the Disney game, um, which I'm not sponsored by, by the way. I just want yeah. to I <laughs> mean, not <laughs>
1: that we're not open to it. Because... Not totally it. As open a previous cast member. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Okay.
0: laughs> Come here, mouse. Let's fist bump. Yeah. Um, I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Truly though, uh would love to be sponsored by them. But in the same vein, if you have a story that you really feel um one that you just really want to write, a fiction story that speaks mm-hmm. to your soul, we'd love to help you um and help you get the tools and the activations necessary to really help you do it in an aligned way. But if you also want to write a fiction story that has a big, expansive reach and impact on everyone who who reads it, that's what the Forgotten Storyteller is, is about. Plus, so
1: well, you, so you get to hang out with tonight. us for like a solid four months online and then eventually also in person. Um, oh, we get we to really hang out love. with you.
0: <laughs> it makes us so happy. It's like yeah. one of our favorite things to do. Um, we have so many good like friends now that were mm-hmm. Forgotten Storyteller clients um, really oh. because we spend so much time hanging out with them.
1: Yes. And I I just remembered also um, today is also a bookend episode. So we'll be discussing the books that we are um, have read. Um, But also we should really talk about the book that is being developed by ninth house right now, because our author Aspen has recently just launched her, um, her Indiegogo campaign where you can help Mm -hmm. us get her through every step of the process so that she can publish her book without having to dent her actual savings and enjoy the process through the whole thing. Um, So if you want to support Aspen as the very first ninth house author with her incredible book, the crimson clover, which has so many necessary themes. Oh, my gosh. And she did such a good job writing her synopsis. So I am not going to like butcher it trying to come Mm -hmm. up with it here. Uh, Maybe we'll put the link to the Indiegogo campaign in the description of this video so you can check it out for yourself and see if if it's something that you feel aligned to support, too. Um, But hey, Aspen, it's so good to be working with you. And I can't wait. The the first tier of Aspen's process is that we get to beta read the story. Mm -hmm. So we're very excited (laughs) for that. So excited. Because I want to read this more in depth. This is actually a book that Aspen wrote in the Forgotten Storytellers.
0: Yep. So this is our first Forgotten Storytellers publishing process where we are publishing the book um, with Ninth House. Um, and I will say other Forgotten Storytellers have published on their own. And the work that they do, I'm just so proud. I
1: know. I know. So much
0: pride that comes in with just doing this work and Um, the stories that come out of it, but if you, we would love for you to support Aspen in this, it is such a cool book. Like we spent a lot of time, um, not only helping her of course, channel it in and, and write it and the whole thing, Mm -hmm. but also just to activate it and choose the right one to publish first and all of that. It's something that we were very conscious and intentional about. And we are so excited to share it all with you. The way our publishing process works is, is very modular Mm -hmm. so that we can break it down into chunks. Um, and do everything very intuitively and aligned. So it's even though it's a small publishing house, um, we're not making anyone pay out of pocket for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. We're we're trying to create community and build community, and so mm-hmm. it really is like a community publishing the book instead of just the publisher. That's the goal here. So that's why we're doing it through like funding campaigns. Um, mm-hmm. just so you guys understand, it's it's truly for community. Um, and yeah, so please go check it out. Please read her synopsis. If it feels oh. aligned to you and you'd like to participate, like. You get awesome rewards yeah. um, for being a part of it. Adorable.
1: I love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: You get adorable, fantastic benefits mm-hmm. um for being part of the the community that helps Aspen fund um this beautiful project. So mm-hmm. please go check it out. It's yeah. so cool. Cool. Um but yeah, yeah, cool. I think that's enough of our announcements for the moment. Um yeah.
1: maybe one day we'll slow down on those.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. We actually are getting there. We're getting there. Um once. I think once October closes out, we won't have as many announcements going mm-hmm. on because the the conference will be sold, the Forgotten Storytellers will get you up and going, yep. and then we'll just keep talking about different international places you can travel with us, which is like, yes. okay. Um, But yeah. So let's talk about the lunar eclipse though, because that is, yeah. that is the thing right now. Yes. Um, And I think so- we're all starting to kind of feel its anxiety a little bit, a little bit.
1: Here's the thing that's the, the last two years. So the eclipse has moved into the Taurus Scorpio axis for their first little preview around mm-hmm. Halloween um, mm-hmm. of uh, 2021. Yeah, And so that's where they've been kind of going back and forth until this past March, where they started dipping into the Aries Libra axis, which is why back in um, April we had, an Aries eclipse, but then we also had a Scorpio eclipse in May. Now we had a Libra mm-hmm. eclipse and now we're having a Taurus eclipse. The thing that bugs me, and I'm glad that we don't have to worry about it for the next uh, 19 years, I think it is, um, is that these Taurus eclipses, especially when they've been lunar, have been ruining the, loons, the moon's ability to be exalted in her sign.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, well, she's so time. happy
1: in Taurus. <laughs> Like, all I want to do is have a full moon in Taurus or a new moon in Taurus. And I can't do that because the nodes are there. Um, So this is the last time we'll be experiencing that. That being said, total transparency, as I mentioned before, solar eclipses really affect Mm -hmm. leadership and that Mm -hmm. kind of hierarchical system thing. We kind of noticed some of that going on already. And the timing of that will unfold over a two and a half year period. So there is like I was saying on another live this morning, we have enough time to allow ourselves to process everything that is going on at our own pace. And I really Mm -hmm. want to emphasize that. Um, one of the beautiful things about astrology is it tells you, you have enough time. Um, so do not feel like you have to rush your process. Do not feel like you have to process something immediately. Uh, I know there's a lot to take in right now. Trust your own process, allow yourself the time that you need, Uh, and give yourself whatever you need for comfort and resources. That's another Tarian thing. Now, for this eclipse, it's a lunar eclipse. So whereas for solar, every hour of the eclipse equates to a year, every hour of a lunar eclipse equates to a month. Sun goes around the whole zodiac in a year. It equals a year. Moon does it in a month. That's where that logic comes from. This is only a 15-minute eclipse. So the effects from this lunar eclipse by that calculation should only be about a week. So it's going to be something that is like, There it is. Um, so that's that being said, it's a shorter span of time for us to, you know, witness whatever the eclipse brings. Mm -hmm. And you know, we'll go back into the whole societal transition that we're in right now. Um, Mm -hmm. so just knowing that whatever this eclipse brings up, you'll probably recognize it sooner rather than later because it's it's a a shorter eclipse. Mm -hmm. If you have Taurus, Scorpio. Aquarius or uh, Leo as your rising sign you may notice this a little bit more than you know other people as well because it's going to be angular for you it's going to be in the spotlighted areas of your chart the ones that you see most clearly or feel most most directly. Um, and also if you have anything near the fifth degree of Taurus or in any of those signs I just mentioned around the fifth degree, uh, then you may also notice some things otherwise it may be something that's very subtle for you
0: yeah yeah i usually associate lunar eclipses with closings of things Mm -hmm. endings of things chapters like putting together like the page like we're we're moving to the next thing um and it this one doesn't feel like an exception to that for me when Mm -hmm. i look at the energy of it it does feel like a closing of something um honestly like the last version of you that got you to here and now that's what we're closing up, wrapping it up, and mm-hmm. stepping forward into the next space, the space that the kind of solar eclipse ushered in. Um, and I feel that, very much so. Mm-hmm. I do think if you are prone to um, anxiety, depressive episodes, stress, things like that, I'd just be really kind to yourself over the next week. The lunar eclipse is on Saturday
1: night? Uh, it's, yeah, on the 28th, Saturday yeah. at 4.24 p.m. Eastern time.
0: Yeah, so middle of the day. And you can't really see it unless you're in like Eastern Europe or Eastern Africa. That's kind yeah. of what it's covering right now.
1: If the sun um, is up where you are, you're not going to see it yeah. because it's the full moon. So it's the opposite. Yeah.
0: And it's a partial, I think too, right? It's, it's a not total, but like it's a total. Okay. I yeah. well, was wrong then. Yeah, uh, I, but yeah.
1: I looked it up and it says total, you okay. know, when I was looking at the nodes, I wasn't sure, but yeah. But
0: regardless it's okay. unless, you know, you're in kind of those areas um you're not going to get a lot of viewing uh of it which is i mean if you are rock on please send us pictures mm-hmm. but okay. if you're not <laughs> we won't really get to see it which is okay um
1: it's partial good
0: it's partial right yeah okay i thought it was yeah. um
1: looking at the nodes too it's like far away from them so i'm like it really shouldn't be but okay um yeah but then it's i like a 35 or earlier.
0: something like that yeah i thought it was but anyway but it doesn't mean it's effects are any less it's just mm-hmm. why it's only 15 minutes because yep. it's just a quick dip in and dip out um. Yeah. Yep. Over your quick
1: video on that one, or just think <laughs> of it as a bloop. Um.
0: However, with this week, it's going to be basically a week of pretty activated and intense closing and releasing of things, energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and which also, of course, coordinates to changes of the in the populace and. I think we're going to see some interesting world impacts, of course, but on like a very personal level, like that's more of what I'm speaking to is less of like what it's going to do for the populace, but more of like what you're probably going to feel. It's just ending to something. And if you are really great with endings, if you're like, fantastic, love you, signed you off, goodbye. You might feel really good with it. If you have a harder time with closings or releasings, or if this past chapter was one that you maybe don't want to move on fully from, or maybe it was really hard or something like that. Just give yourself that grace. If you are, if your body has experienced a lot of anxiety or depression or things like that, it would make a lot of sense, um, of course, with stuff going on in the world, but also just with the energy that you're kind of processing through.
1: Well, and yeah, to support that really, like when something happens, that's not when you process it. You know, something happens and then you process it. So just because the eclipse is happening or the conclusion of this, you know, two-ish year cycle of eclipses is coming to a close doesn't mean you have to have it all figured out. This is the part where you now have the whole story and can look back and figure it out with the picture in place. So again, you still have all the time that you need to process, to feel, to do whatever you need to do. Um, it may feel amplified. It may feel Mm -hmm. heavy, um, because it is, it is really close to conjunct Jupiter and it is on the North node. The North node is intensity, um, in the output kind of direction. South node is, is sort of a purging kind of direction. This one is a very big intake kind of feeling. Um, so while it is the conclusion of a process that's been going on, uh, it still may feel big. Yeah.
0: Yeah, very much so very much so i really love lunar eclipses typically mm-hmm. um their energy is always i don't know i just buy it's Scorpio moon i think is what it is yep. <laughs> so i'm like
1: yeah let's blow like, them down something's happening yep. Ha! Huh. some stuff up uh, if something big happens i might it. actually feel it <laughs> right all about it mm-hmm. um so
0: i'm all all for <laughs> i'm all for lunar eclipse energy i love it
1: it's actually happening right on my moon so in my ascendant so yeah for you. That, well Love it's not that. on my moon it's opposite my moon my bad mm-hmm. um but my moon is at eight degrees uh in my scorpio ascendant this is at five degrees it's exactly trying um the sun will be exactly trying my eyes see at the time so that'll mm. be interesting too to see what's going on
0: mm. yeah yeah it will
1: yeah that'll but I mean, be... as far as closings go i am moving into yeah. a new house and finally settling into a place you are And Mm -hmm. the last two years have been very turbulent in that sense. So I think that that is, again, me getting a little bit ahead of hindsight here, but that might be part of the story that I'll be processing in my own time, Mm -hmm. at my own pace (laughs) once I settle down.
0: I think probably that's going to be it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Probably. I know. I'm very interested. I think I understand the closing, but again, I'm a week in advance, so I don't know. But I think I understand the closing of just this kind of, I'm going to call it an interim chapter as far as my business identity goes and like mm-hmm. my social presence goes. And so it's, it's been a wonderful interim chapter, but it does feel interim. So i mm-hmm. um, interested there. But yeah, I love lunar eclipses. They make me happy. I literally have one tattooed on my back. I love it that much. So <laughs> they make me stoked. Um, but I think it's going to be a really really, um, it's, it's not going to be light.
1: Mm-mm. I don't
0: think it's going to be light. Yeah. I think it's going to be. If you
1: need to Maybe. cry that's not something to be ashamed of cry it out yeah.
0: <laughs> Cry it out for sure um, yeah the other thing that's happening is it is halloween yes. this week well not this week when we're recording it but this week when you're listening to it so
1: mm-hmm. in a few days um, after this recording drops it will be halloween
0: it will be halloween and um i don't always like i don't want to speak like oh all hallows eve or Sawen or anything like that because um Those aren't my traditions necessarily, but I do want to say the thing that happens at Halloween and I, we've talked about this a while, like the veil is just, it's just gone. So it's not like the veil is thinner this year. It's not there anyway. Mm. However, collectively, (laughs) collectively people invite a lot more spiritual activity and oftentimes spirits, entities, you name it, wait for invitation, which makes perfect sense against consent thing, you know? Um, so that is the only thing with Halloween that I always just like want to just touch on, especially this year, is I think people will be inviting activity for distraction, um, which just can just ramp that activity just way up off the charts. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, and and this is to the point of what I'll be talking about at our conference, Sacred Spaces, I'm mm-hmm. doing a bit of a lecture on folk magic. Um, and as an intro to that, you're always working magic. Literally uh-huh. every breath you take, every move you make, it is magic. Um, and so you want to be aware of it. like you people are going to play with Ouija boards like it's a board game. People are like going that. to um, do other other divination tools because it's fun and it's like a holiday thing, but they're not going to understand it and therefore what they may invite in, may not be, it's, it's going to be activating. It may not be comfortable and it may not be the intention that you would have had. And if you could have chosen off of a menu, you might've chosen something different than if you said, surprise me. Um, so just Mm -hmm. if you're not open to the surprise me option of the spiritual menu, make sure you know what you're doing and make sure you're doing things on purpose with intention. Um, and, you know, hmm. using tools that you do understand and, and practices that you do respect and understand and and feel competent in and comfortable with.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And with that too, um, never would want anyone to be scared to like go out and walk around and trick or treat mm-hmm. with your kids or whatever, like not trying to instill any sort of fear there. However, just notice
1: if <laughs> you do, just know,
0: just be aware of things.
1: If things feel spooky, they probably are. (laughs) That's always my rule of thumb. So I told you and before the call, but I'll tell everybody else. uh, This past weekend, I had the utter joy of spending time in Gettysburg with my nephew, who really wanted to go ghost hunting because he recently discovered that he's going to be seven. Uh, He really wanted to go ghost hunting. I've wanted to my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's what he said to me and of course my family was like you know your your aunt Krista does that stuff so we had this whole big talk on a battleground you know he saw images that I was like that might make you feel uncomfortable and he's like no I'm used to it. I'm totally used to it I can handle it I'm like okay okay but we need to respect that this was someone's life and like Mm -hmm. it represents something and just because you can look at a picture and not be scared doesn't mean that we don't want to take a minute and you know respect if we're talking to any kind of energy, we need to respect that it has a personality or, or it could, you know, Mm -hmm. need just as much nurturing as we do as humans. Um, and so there was this whole ethical thing that we went into about like, you're talking to a person right now, or Mm -hmm. you're connecting with, we, uh, connected with, um, oh, of course I forgot her name.
0: Not supposed to share it.
1: I guess not. Um, but we did connect with, cause I just forgot it, it too. Just I know, sure. I know. Um, I just remembered it, right. but I'm not going to share it out of respect. Um, we went to a house and connected with a spirit there that is well known. And she was lovely with my nephew. She connected so well. She was it literally to me in my, in my, um, Claire perception looked like a Disney princess coming out of the park to specially take, Um, pictures with and interact with a child. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it was really, really cool. He had a great experience with it. And I hope that he like learned how normal it can be and how, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just another interaction, just like every other one. And like, you can respect it instead of thinking it's so weird and kind of poking fun at it. Uh, So I'm hoping that like, like him, we all are learning how to just allow this to be a thing that we do respectfully and uh, with integrity. I mean, they're just
0: those are people too. Mm-hmm. there were people before you, you. <laughs> <t-shirt. Yeah. laughs> right. those were
1: people first
0: <laughs> uh-huh. those were people first because they were. um, you're younger than them mm. <laughs> it's, it's, just is that. so yep, um, yeah. I think, and your experience is so cool with him. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that that mattered a lot to him. and he will have that as like a core memory.
1: Yeah, for a I, long mean, time. I was highly conscious of that too. You know, like we focus a lot on not, not being the source of trauma as much as we can. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was my responsibility. I felt at that point to make sure that this wasn't a traumatizing event. And in fact, that if yeah. it did, you know, nurture something that it was a good foundation, uh, yeah. which is cool. Like I know you, this is something I'm preaching to the choir with you because you are an incredible parent. Um, oh,
0: thank you. Yeah. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're an incredible parent. I'm like, really? Because today I was like, Where? Jews, why have you not eaten? <laughs> I don't understand what about middle school makes you decide that time is irrelevant, but you're mm. going to get punched attention if you're still late. <laughs> so anyway, I appreciate that bit of compliment. I, don't, I don't like it um but yeah I agree having that solid foundation for this type of stuff is it's so healthy and so good and yeah um it also makes I think this is something that we were all deprived of a lot unless you had a family that was really spiritually inclined in I like a, a witchy woo woo sort of way because I do think it it's so empowering and to know that these things are real and that if you see things it's normal and those sorts of things when you're a little kid mm-hmm versus figuring out as an adult and having to undo the whole, it's in your head, it's you just pretend, and this is not a thing, blah, 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 blah. It's just an empowering, like really cool dynamic to build.
1: Well, and it's part of the world, and so are you. You know, that's another yeah. thing that the the people, the wonderful people who are in the book club, um, are we're going through archetypes and like different worldviews. It's kind of what we're building into right now. of like, how can we see the magic of the world and incorporate mm-hmm. astrology and incorporate folk magic and all that? And we're really having a lot of discussion on nature is nature and so are you (laughs) yeah and yes when you were brought up in maybe not as inclusive of a a mindset for nature and the supernatural and all those things it's a bit of a challenge to get your mind around it when you're older um that I think is really Mm -hmm. cool if you did have the experience growing up of like you know everything almost like I guess a more animist experience
0: yeah it. yeah I agree with that i do my bunnies are just like literally watching <laughs> i know i was just like what is going on Well, i'm watching doom pick up his full food bowl and just fling it That's entire enclosure and then he just looks at me
1: like it's full <laughs> what for me it's not the right i don't know table. he
0: just he just didn't want it there yeah. fine doom oh. yeah very right, cool. Well, it's also bookends. Should we talk about what we read this
1: month? Yes. Speaking of your book club. List. Yeah. Yeah. So the book club is reading Cosmos um, and Psyche by Richard Tarnas. And right. we're probably going to keep reading it because it's quite a long book. So we're taking it section by section. Um, so if you are thinking about joining the book club, you really won't have missed anything. There is an audio book too. I would speed it up to like one and a half speed. That's how I do things. Um, but you, know, you can join at any time and in- be included in the conversation. We do have a live call every month that's cool. What I read on my own this month was a lot of astrology, ancient stuff, because I'm preparing for my astromagia talk, but I'm also diving into like older translations and mm. some theology courses that I've been taking. So that's taken up some of my reading time, but I did finish the, um, the cunning man series with the Jupiter knife by, mm-hmm. uh, DJ Butler, which I was really impressed with as far as folk magic goes of the tradition that I'm familiar with. And bringing in astrology in a very, like, they did a good job. They had the placements right, the dates right. They did a good job. They knew what they were doing. Like, it's very well researched. So highly recommend that series. It starts with The Cunning Man. Um, So yeah, pick that up if you want to. I then read Before We Disappear, which was Hmm. like um, a Seattle, Alaska World's Fair kind of thing. And there Hmm. was like two magicians. One actually had abilities. And one was just a magician's assistant slash thief. Um, and it was, I wanted it to be a little bit more than it was, but it was fine. Like it's a, it's a, it's a good like palate cleanser kind of book, you know, it may okay. not end up on my shelf, but I didn't, I wasn't too bad against it. Currently I'm reading a botanist's guide to parties and poisons by Kate Kavari. And it's very much, um, like a Hercule Pro kind of style, but it's hmm. a, a female detective in early 1900s or perhaps late 1800s academia solving um solving mysteries and and making things happen and being brilliant but also having to navigate in the more chauvinistic society um yeah but it's really cool because she also one of my favorite things i like so far is she lives with her best friend and they live oh. like they're a couple they're not um the the main character is a, a straight woman she has like attractions to uh the men in the in the book. like they end up being her her interests but the relationship she has with her best friend It's so cool and like domestic and beautiful. And then them just making it work for them without having to be held back by other expectations. Um, I think I accidentally picked up the second in what would be like a series of standalones. There are some references to like the last person that she dated and all this other stuff. And I have a feeling I picked up them in the wrong order. Uh, But that being said, it stands alone really well. It's interesting. I'm about halfway through it. Um, It may end up on my shelf we'll
0: have to see mm-hmm. yeah. cute mm-hmm. okay nice How I love you? that um <laughs> I feel like my book end for the last two months have been just so similar um but that's because I am still neck deep <laughs> into um my year of Sanderson I took that to the core let me just put it that way like it was marketed as a year of Sanderson but truly like whew, I have embraced it Um, So I am very deep into the Stormlight Archive, which honestly, I couldn't recommend more. It's incredible, which go figure, like, if you want to be a better writer, I highly recommend reading Sanderson, even if that's not your genre, like even if you're writing contemporary fiction or something like that, it will make you a better writer, purely on the level of it's one a uh, completely channeled 100%, <laughs> it's a hundred percent first channeled in that also it's just the planning and the execution and the way information is revealed revealed and the storytelling and the types of like little clues it's just it's masterful it's masterful so i read the way of kings um last month i think and then this month I read Words of Radiance, um, which was so far has been my favorite of the series, which is the second book. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good. I do want to say it's uh, everything's powered off crystals and stormlight, which is really cool. So There's cool. a lot of crystals and understanding there. But then every like people, um, inter- not to spoil anything really, but people interact with sprint, which are essentially um, beings, bo- their thought, their thought form spirits they're beings born of humans thoughts and perception of something and um, their relationships with certain humans develop really interestingly and it's pretty beautiful and incredible Um, I really like how it's portrayed it feels very on par with a lot of magic and intuitive stuff that I've done Mm -hmm. and I really really appreciate that Um, down to things like someone sees visions and really it's it's very much more like astral travel and things Mm -hmm. like that and it's it's really well done so I read that and then I read a novella that comes between the second book and the third book it's called edge dancer which is adorable because there's it's focuses on like not a main character of the main series but will be later and so it bridges some gaps um it's it's super duper cute because she's 13 um, where the rest of the series, you know, they're all adults, but she's 13 and she has these powers and it's her just being like, instead of some of the people in the book are like, Oh, I have this power, I have like wind runner power, I have this. She's like, I'm awesome. And if I eat food, I become more awesome. And then if I'm get hungry, my awesome runs out. And it's like described as like a perspective of a 13 year old. It's adorable. Um, I really like it. If you want to like, the feel it's a quick one. I think it was like a four hour audio book. It was really fast. Um, but that's the feel of the series and now i'm about a quarter of the way through o- oathbringer so this is the third book in the series then there's another little novella and then there's the fourth book that's uh, and then the next book isn't coming out until next november so november 2025 i think uh or 2024 not 25 um and i'm really excited about it but it's really good it's really good um it's one of those books that makes you feel nervous for every single character
1: oh <laughs> I don't know but if in I can a way do that again,
0: <laughs> I know, but in a way that you're like, but I just, I like them all. And then like, when they're doing something stupid, you're like, no, like I get it, but no, <laughs> not supposed to do that. Um, yeah. And then I also just started casually reading. You can't spell, spell treason without T just to have yeah. like a little bit of a, and I'm reading that, not listening to it because I'm listening to when I listen to audiobooks, like, I do it while I'm washing the dishes and while I take a shower and, like, when I'm driving in the car and, like, that sort of thing because I have time to listen. If I'm reading something, I'm usually doing it, like, like that, right? So um, I'm reading that one. I'm reading another one, too, that someone else asked me to read that's, like, a way to reading situation. So doing that as well. Um, yeah, I'm just at the very beginning of that. And it's so far, um, it's really interesting because at first I was like, is this going to feel – very reminiscent of legends and lattes. Cause like, I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily wanting that. It's yeah. not,
1: um, that was it's basically,
0: thought. yeah. Um, the chief or the, the leader of this horrible queen's guard, like she's a terrible monarch, um, has been doing her dirty work for like years and years and years and years. And like kind of secretly is dating like the best mage in the kingdom, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, that the queen expects to love her that but honestly the mage hates the queen like no um and the mage has been trying to get the the leader of the guards to run away with her forever and so she finally does it um and they go to open a tea shop and Aww. that's so different vibe very different vibe um than legends and lattes which is truly like more focused on like the creation of the coffee shop and like making yeah. a found family sort of situation this is not so much that it's like what do we do about this terrible monarch while we have our tea shop <laughs> so
1: i like that yeah mm-hmm.
0: so so far it's been cute we'll see we'll see um i started to try i tried to start reading the house witch and i immediately dnf would i did i hated the way it was written just <laughs> um i don't know if the story is any good i couldn't get past the first chapter <laughs> i was like i can't do this um so that's that's what i'm reading right now i think that's everything lots of reading
1: yeah lots of reading
0: yeah. I always recommend this time of year we've entered into the Scorpio season. If you want to read the Scorpio races, it's a perfect, very, very, very Scorpio-esque book. <laughs> it will make you feel, you'll feel Scorpio season in your jellies. Like, you'll, you'll get it. Um, but yeah, so that's always my recommendation this time of year, too. Um, By mm-hmm. Maggie Stiefvater. uh, It's good. It's very good. And it's about horses that come from the sea and are vicious, and that's fun. Scorpio. anyways (laughs) um yeah cool well thank you all so much for listening and tuning in we wish you the absolutely most magical lunar eclipse that you can have again not a really wonderful time to try to do any sort of like on the day of the lunar eclipse do some shedding work don't really try to do some releasing work just let stuff go the way that the universe decides yep get lost in a video game whatever feels good yep um but regardless we hope that you take all this magic and you you take all this energy and you
1: go <laughs> uh go, go make, make some magic, magic. <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's fine we're good enjoy you guys <laughs>